0: Good morning. It is Friday, um, Friday, September 23rd. I was just telling a story on YouTube, which is a YouTube exclusive. I will not be telling the story here because I want more of you guys to watch YouTube. It is at the beginning of the, uh, the live broadcast on today, Friday, September 23rd. So if you want to hear the story, it's um, an episode of My First Millions uh, podcast um, where I discuss... They discuss, and it's a, of recent, um, how to become a millionaire as a regular, uh, just Joe Schmo. Uh, Sam's wife, um, Sarah, and they call it Sarah's List. Um, she has a Sarah's List of companies, and it's the way that she became a self-made millionaire. Um, so it's a great story. It, it's how... A lot of people become millionaires. It's a fantastic, fantastic focused idea of if you really want to become a millionaire um, and you don't want to, you're not an entrepreneur, uh, the risk taking is kind of outside of your realm. um, You want a regular job. um, This is the way to do it. And it's called Sarah's List. Uh, I told the story on YouTube. Tune into YouTube live if you'd like to listen to it. Uh, today I'm doing the the podcast at 10 o'clock, um, East Coast time. It's 7 o'clock here on the West Coast. Uh, as you can hear from my voice, I'm exhausted. I've been in a shipping container ticket ticket booth um, that has very little air conditioning at the Rose Bowl in California. So uh, tomorrow is our last day, and I fly home Sunday, and I will be back online with my regular podcast on Monday. So I apologize for any of the quality issues that we've had this week. But I do not apologize for the market. The market is its own beast. Um, Josh Brown was on Halftime yesterday saying that he bought Netflix. Um, He is probably the most uh, the most like me of most of the traders where he uses technicals and fundamentals. Um, And he went over, hey, he's not going to time it. It's not going to be perfect. Uh, he just sees that this is a company that was trading 60 times earnings, and it's now trading uh, 20 times earnings. And he doesn't care that it was $600. He doesn't care that it you know is now $200. He doesn't believe that it's going to go back to $600. But he said, hey, this is a company that's been beaten down. They've got revenues. They're making money. Um, they're going to uh, launch an ad-based platform which will bring in even more money which will bring in even more subscribers um and he believes in the product so again i think it's a great idea i'm just not sure that i would necessarily buy into this one because um my belief paramount and uh which is the fastest growing streaming service disney uh and HBO. Some of those may have better actual content even though I haven't gotten rid of my uh my Netflix subscription. But he likes Netflix and VRQ. VRQ was a strange one for me. This is a real estate uh ETF. I think it was yeah. Vanguard Real Estate. Let me see. Um Vanguard Real Estate. Uh I think it was VRQ. Um can't find it it's not in uh let me see let me look at finbiz vrq i I was pretty sure that it was vrq um maybe not vre bearish real estate residential um no i guess not but he bought a vanguard real estate which to me seems kind of strange but netflix i wanted to bring you guys that one because again he's a trader that i like i think he's done really well he was the one that brought in lng to me at 150 um which has since uh gone down hmm, a good amount it's back at 156 You rode that one all the way up to what was it 180 170 somewhere in it yeah about 180 um but that's one that has just collapsed completely collapsed back at 156. If that gets under 150, I'm probably buying again, to be perfectly honest with you, because I liked it at 150. Um, the 165 trade still hasn't gotten you out. You've lost money, but if you got in at 165 and didn't sell up here at 180, uh, foolish, foolish, because it it, it clearly had that, that button hook that I talked about going on. Um, and this one was one that, remember, I, I said back in July, 128, probably should get in and anything over, I even said during this capitulation period, it's at about 150, have at it. And it was a great trade. Um, what's bringing the market down is bond yields. And you look at the two, the two year at 4.2, 4.4%, somewhere in that neighborhood. The 10 year is probably going above 4%. When that happens... Uh, equities just go down. I mean, it's simple as that. Use your inverse um, plays. DRV has been an absolute freaking monster. Your triple lever that we got a a cross up here at 46. You're at 60 now. Um, There's no kind of thought of turning around, but I will tell you, and I just wrote this note to myself. It is Friday. And guys, I don't know what this market is going to do. But if you've got profits in this market, even on these inverse ETFs, uh, at some point in time, we absolutely will have a uh, a turnaround, um, meaning that we're going to bounce up. I don't know if that's the absolute bounce up, but we're crossing the June lows right now, which everybody agrees is kind of a, a platform uh, if you break those lows. Who knows where we go? Do we go back down to March lows? Do we go back down to COVID lows? Um, If you've got a recession, you just don't know. Uh, Goldman Sachs came out and said their target for the end of the year is 360. So if we look at SPY, uh, that's 360 on SPY. Uh, That's 4% down from where we opened up today. Um, That, by the way, for the S&P is at a 15 P.E. There, there's been talk, and I, I know I've mentioned it before, that earnings estimates need to come down. Um, and if they come down, then that P.E. will go up because 3,600 then represents 17 P.E. It's just kind of math. But if earnings estimates come down, then that will go up. Um, but right now, that's a 15 P.E. Uh, we, we, uh, that, that's 3,600. Uh, we're at 18 right now. So again, it's a it's a pretty good fall. Um, uh, there I should mention this. This was my note. and I, I, I'm i reading it and I still can't believe it. Uh, there are some economists out there that think the Fed is going to send us into a recession. That's not news. Um, the 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 other news that I was reading that I can't believe is that they believe the S&P will hit 3150 that case is 17% from where we are now. That's kind of going back into, okay, I don't know that Josh Brown is correct in buying that stuff because if we are sent to into a recession um, and there are issues and we have 17% down continued, I don't know that I'm necessarily buying at 17% down. What I am doing and what Evan on YouTube just told me, uh, G-O-O-G, uh, Apple, um, any of these names and you can even look at snowflake um you can look at uber you can look at some of those names that have held up um or that are companies that are making money you're never going to time this but this is long term at this point say you have a thousand dollars and you want to buy a thousand dollars worth of google i'd take two hundred dollars and buy it today buy it on the way down because five ten years from now I don't think you'll be upset when you buy this apple just dipped under 150 do i think you know my parents just bought a a a few a a few shares at at 155 they called me up while i was in the booth and they were like it's at 150 i said buy more uh that 155 is nothing i said just keep adding to it because again apple by the way apple was announced that they are sponsoring the super bowl halftime toes show they took it away from pepsi um so I would completely expect another bounce from here. Um, Costco. I had talked about Costco being okay, they might beat and they might bounce up. Uh, It still was not good enough for this market. And and this is a good um, example of what we're dealing with. Uh, Look at that $3.17 per share. To $4.20 per share, and you still have a complete downturn in this stock. There's nothing good enough for this market. Um, the inverse is in play. So, uh, Alexis from uh, Instagram told me SOXS, I think I brought this up. Semiconductors, um, I think I brought this up before. It's been on a, a crazy run, this SOSXs, um, And you need to watch this on YouTube to see this chart. Uh, 3578. My eyes are crazy. Uh, that was back on August 8th. You dip down below that, and it looked like a bad trade for a little while. But you've been soaring ever since. And look, that button hook right there. Again, the algorithm perfectly timed this. This is a great example of why this algorithm, why I built the algorithm, not to get out at certain points when the MACD crosses down. That look, look at this MACD. See if we just went by the MACD, you would have gotten out here, and you would have missed this second part of this run. But look at that first part of the run. This, I mean, again, the algorithm is fantastic with something like this. This is a levered. ETF um, on the semiconductors. And you know, semiconductors have been dealing with um, uh, inventory issues and the performance chart on the algorithm, just so you're aware, it loses you 18.29%. If you bought and held this ETF, it loses you 86%. So the algorithm loses you less money. And, and some of these are, are few and far between. The average win on this is 23%. So, Alexis, great find on this. Fantastic find. If you're in it, I think it's got all the confirmation in the world. Again, it's Friday. So, be very careful because this has run all the way from 35 to almost 70. It's at 65 right now. Uh, That's one to be extremely careful of. I brought this up a couple of days ago because it did have a cross-up. And – Again, the algorithm is strictly chart based. It doesn't base anything on news or anything of that sort. But Robinhood uh, announced today, and I don't know how they're doing this, um, but they are going to pay you three percent. And it's about if you're a Robinhood gold member, uh, take a look at Robinhood's press release and stuff. I still don't understand it completely, but they're basically paying you 3% on any cash that's not invested. So say you've got you know, $5,000 and you've got it in a bank account and you're a Robin Hood gold trader, uh, that bank account is probably paying you somewhere in the neighborhood of 0.01%, 0.1% because banks are typically stingy in paying uh, interest on savings they don't move it much. Even though the Fed's rate moves up, the interest rate doesn't move up. 3% is close to what you're getting, uh, having your money sit in a two-year bond tied up from the Fed. Now, the Fed bond, completely safe. Your money in Robinhood takes like four weeks to get out of. Um, Robinhood is not have the greatest of customer service. Uh, I've heard horror stories about it, but 3%. Um, if they if there are a bunch of millennials who are going to sign up for Robin Hood and, and Vlad was on CNBC this morning saying it's even safer than a, a traditional bank because you're uh, FDIC um, insured for two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars, not the regular. I think it's one hundred thousand dollars or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So um, it's an interesting thing. but. Robinhood got you in at 9:51, got you out. It's still on the slide, so I wouldn't get it in, get you into this one. But with them paying 3% interest, it's an interesting one because there's talk of Robinhood being taken over, and I want to say that it's not likely, but with this, he may actually start to see an increase in his customer base again. So it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, the only cross up that I had today was Lee auto. Uh, this is a Chinese auto company. Um, I think it came up on the NASDAQ 100. The chart is ugly. Um, the algorithm makes you 50%, whereas buying and holding makes you 54%. Your average win is 26.49%. um, but you don't win much. Let me. I gotta open this one up a little bit to see the full amount of wins. Thirty-one um, percent are wins. Your position are twenty-nine. You have twenty-nine positions total. Thirty-one percent of those are wins. So it's again the algorithm that that you bi- that I built kind of gets you in that. You're trading under the two hundred day. Chinese stocks have just not been in favor. This one. $20 t- about around $24 is where the algorithm, the cross-up happens. Um, it's a secondary cross-up from the first cross-up that happened uh back here at 25 or I'm sorry, 2555. It got you out on the next candle. So this is right around 2474. It'll probably um give me the exact amount later today, but it did have a cross-up. That is literally the only one uh that I found. The market is just ugly. Uh use your inverse, if you want to trade, SPXU, it's on a run, still has confirmation. Again, if you're in this one, stay in it. I don't think you're. It, it's in danger of anything going away um, with today unless we have some type of rally in the afternoon, which could happen. But SPXU is a triple inverse on the S&P. Um, there is SQQQ, which I saw was way up today. Um, again, this has confirmation. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in today, but if you're in it, I'd probably hold it because there is confirmation above that nine and 21. Uh, I don't think that you're coming down. Um, uh, and SARK, which is the inverse of the arcs. This isn't levered. This isn't anything. It's just when arcs go down, this goes up. Um, you had a buy and I, I you know, mentioned this the other day. Um, It was September 20th, so I think it was Tuesday, at 56.20. It's at 62 right now. That's a fantastic return on a single non-levered stock. That's unbelievable. Uh, Uvixi, the VIX, I believe, is at 27 or 28. We talked about the VIX being at 21. Uvixi's trading at 11. When it was under 10, I said, hey, buy it under 10. It had this cross-up at 10.41 right here. But it went all the way down to nine-something, I think, um, in the recent days. Is that 11? I mean, you know, again, you've got a crazy good opportunity in that one. Do I buy it today? No. Do not buy this one today at 11.40. It could easily be $10 uh, on Monday if you have a rally. So don't hold it over the weekend. If you're currently holding you, I'd probably hold on to it. But remember, take your profits because in this market it's a super super volatile market and I don't care whether you're playing the inverse whether you're playing the long game whether you're doing whatever you need to do if you before you get into a trade you identify it and with these inverse ETFs with any of these things energy's down by the way um, I saw oxy or I'm sorry it, it was oxy oxy's under 60 I think again um, remember Warren Buffett is putting. Tremendous, more money than any of us all pulled together will ever have in our lifetime. Uh, and he's putting more of that into Oxy. And look at Oxy. And and the reason is demand destruction. Uh, so my belief in this one, you could buy it because they're going to return the uh, capital dollars to the shareholders. Uh, oil is below 80. So buy this one under 60. Uh, Devon Energy, same thing you've got. And, and while you're you're waiting, you're getting a seven percent dividend on debit uh, on debit. I think it's a what's Oxy's dividend. Let's take a look at uh, Finvis Oxy. Uh, and by the way, I'm, I, I will when I get back to uh, Atlanta, I'll start using Active Trader Pro for a lot of this as well. Oxy's dividend 0.84, So it's not a huge dividend. But they could announce a special dividend because they've been making so much cash. Um, It's up 113% the year to date. But I do expect this one back over 60. Um, You can clearly see that that level right there at 54. If you want to hold on to 54, that's been kind of where the support is all the way from March. This is just this year on a daily basis. So you can see the double top happened. And what happens with the double top is you pull back it's pro it's providing resistance right there at 75 if it ever breaks that 75 that 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 kind of line right there we're off to the races but this bottom line right here you can see there's double bottoms that's kind of the support right there at 54. buy more at 54 it's going to crash and the reason is demand destruction devon's probably the same thing let's look at devon chart um again it's it's this is just a uh a uh it's it's the recession fears yeah look at Devin. they they've quite a few different looks a little bit different but it's down it's down below 60 again it's crazy good bot <clears throat> i i don't think i've sold mine by the way shame on me all of this happens when i actually go to work it should be trading uh but I've been in that and I've been selling every now and then. This one's up year to date 46%. You get a 7.38% dividend. Um, Fang, same kind of thing. You get a huge dividend. And sometimes you want to hold on to these just for the dividend because again, if you're buying something like Google, something like Amazon, um, they don't give you a dividend. Uh, you're, the money that you make is simply from capital appreciation, the price of that stock. Uh, but you can see right here. There is a support level here at 119, uh, and we've broken that one. So my guess is that this trend line that they've drawn right here is probably your next support. If this dips under under 100, buy into it all day long. This one has a 2.37% dividend. So, uh, again, sorry I don't have better news for you. Sorry I don't have better plays for you. Uh, BITI, I think, is the uh, – yeah, B-I-T-I is the Bitcoin short, and I still have to do something uh, with that one. Um, but, I, I, again, I wouldn't necessarily buy into this market. J&J, we talked about that one, had a crossover. It was funny. It came up on um, this morning. I was watching CNBC, and they were going over the laggards. This one's up today, and it was a laggard, um, but it's at 167. So if you got in there at 166.79, it's going to capitulate, but we talked about this one trading between 160 and 180, and it just doesn't go anywhere, but it pays a good dividend. Um, United Health, if we're going into a recession, healthcare is a great place to hide your money. Um, Tom brought up, by the way, if you guys want to look at it, let me look at what he, he wrote to me this morning about gold, um, and I want to bring up the fund that he mentioned. And I'll look it up. Um, let's see. Uh, oh God, my internet is so slow. Um UUP Uh D U S T. Let's look up UUP. UUP is the um Direct on daily gold miners index bear two times share. So this is a bear two times. Uh, 28 was the buy-in. Looks like it's up near 30. So you got your 10% on that one. Um, let's see. Fade U.S. Treasuries. Yeah. Uh, there's some, if you want to see it, you can go look at my Twitter. But uh, he's got a couple of of uh, funds there that he likes kind of for slow stuff. um uh, looks like TBT treasury. I think we've brought that one up before. I think I got that from um, someone on Instagram as well, but you can see it's on a run. Really good run um, from the buy-in was right here at about 23, 2377 somewhere. You're 30 right now fantastic uh u.s treasury so it's going to continue on these runs um be careful take your profits when you can that's the best advice i can tell you um if you want long term like zephan um Zephin bought long term into GOOG. uh ah uh, let's look at boil uh let me see uh Let's see, do, do, do. I, I know I said I would look at chat when I was on YouTube Live. Um, so yeah, I would recommend buying long-term, uh, I say um, You can't time the market, you absolutely won't. Um, Zefan wants me to look at Boyle. Um, can you look at Boyle? <laughs> Let's look at Boyle. Oil is an interesting one because I still say natural gas is – it's a commodity. And when you go into recessions, what I've learned over the years, and I'm not an economist. I know a few, and they've confirmed this. When you go into a recession or where there's even a fear of recession, commodities wind up going down. It doesn't matter that supply is going to under-deliver on demand. That doesn't matter. It will just go down on the fears of recession. And I know I brought that up before. Oil is a commodity. Natural gas is a commodity. Um, minerals and mining commodities. Um, all of those things. Copper commodity. So when you look at these things like boil, when you get the fear of a recession, take a look. That's sliding. So when you get the fears of recession, Rather than trading Boyle, you t- trade KOLD, and it's the inverse of Boyle, and you'll see this one went for a run. Um, my problem is, and, and it's probably more psychology than anything, but look, 1383, and you're trading at 1563, so you've gotten your 10%. Um, you know, In this one, uh, you lose 94% on the algorithm, you lose 97% buying and holding. Um, The average win on KOLD is 19%. Um, Your total positions are 33. Uh, 24% of them are wins. I think Trendspider changed something, or it's just because I'm looking on this small screen. But I'll bring this in a little bit more so you can see it a little bit better on YouTube. Um, This is KOLD. That run is clear. Look at that. You made 10% on the last one, but it got you out. I would have gotten you out before that button hook kind of took you down. Uh, but this one, you got all the confirmation in the world. So, Zephan, in my mind, if you want to day trade something and with the fears of recession, um, I would say KOLD has all the confirmation in the world. The problem is you've gone on that 10% run already. So do you buy boil thinking that, hey, it's going to go up? No, you don't buy anything today. It's a Friday. If you want to day trade this, you go on one to five minute charts and you scalp it for one, two, three, four percent at a time when you have confirmation over your moving averages. Um, I've kind of gone over that in the past, but it's a day trading strategy and you can look up to Trader Charlie um, when to buy and when to sell. And you can just use charts to do that. and And it's a skill paper trade if you can. Um, use uh, ThinkOrSwim has a paper trading, and what paper trading is, is you just test on real market uh, uh, as it goes um, your day ta- tra- day trading strategies, uh, but you're not using real money. Say you you know put a thousand dollars in uh, for a trade, and it's just fake money. So you could put a hundred thousand dollars, you could be Warren Buffett and put five million dollars on a trade and see what you would uh, you would make. But uh, again, it's live market. So it's not affecting the markets. If you were to actually do something like Warren Buffett and put a $5 million trade on any stock, that would move in the market. And no brokerage would allow you to do that all in one lump sum. But um, yeah, Uh, this is Boyle. So would I buy it down here? You can't time it. But look at that RSI to 29. 29 is the RSI. Um, And and let's look at this, by the way. Um, Let's look at SPY. I know I went over this yesterday, and this is why I won't buy anything because we are so oversold right now. You're due for a bounce. The SPY um, on a four-hour chart, the RSI is at 26. The last time we saw this was way back in September when you had this, this move up. So at some point, I think you're going to see that bounce. Do I want to get caught into one of these inverse three times inverse ones? on a way back up and then never come back down here because we touched the June lows. And, and technically some of the algos are saying, Hey, we touched the June lows. I'm going to start a buying spree. No, especially on a Friday. So I, again, Zephan just you're you're smart enough to be careful. You're buying long term. I think that's great. Um, but Boyle is one that I, I think LNG and Boyle, um, you know, uh, the LNG Chenier, I think that's a great one when it dips under 150. Um, we'll look at the LNG. Uh, and, and again, remember, when you're buying boil, you're, you're buying into futures. You're not buying anything of value. So it's, it's, it's an ETF that trades on things that aren't of value. It just trades on the price of an actual asset. Uh, LNG, for instance, has a great dividend. It's a company that makes money. Um, and they are somebody that will take cheap natural gas here and ship it overseas. Now, if for some reason uh, Vladimir Putin comes to an agreement to stop the war, uh, opens up Nord Stream, LNG gets killed. That stock just gets destroyed. So you have to know what you're buying. It's a key point. Understand what you're buying, when you're buying it, how you're buying it, what your losses are, and what your gains are before you buy that. If you're doing like Zephyr uh, and you're buying Google for 5, 10 years, don't worry about it. Don't identify it. Just identify that you're buying it now and you're just going to hold it. Um, you know, two years, say two years from now. You, say, for instance, uh, you bought uh, Microsoft in 2000. Let's look at Microsoft because I want to show you. Uh, some of the things that can go wrong with a long-term purchase plan. Microsoft, we're going to turn off this strategy tester so I can, um, so you can see the full screen. Uh, And let me just make sure you can see that. Uh, mm, You really can't see it. Let me turn on the strategy tester so you can see. The bottom part of the screen just cuts out. But let's look at, ai uh, am going to pull up a monthly chart of Microsoft, because this is a great example uh, of what you look at. And I'm going to turn off. I'm going to expand this. I got to turn off a bunch of stuff. Um, earnings, strategy, I don't want Dividend, I don't want splits. I'm going to turn off all that. Um, and we're going to remove all annotations. I had identified something in Microsoft and it was annotating it. So take a look at this. Microsoft has been beaten down, it's at 239 i identified i think for a friend uh, earlier that was part of those annotations 235 in my mind is a floor Uh, it could break that and then we're off to the races down um, probably closer to 200 but say for instance in march say january 2000 you bought microsoft at 59 okay it took you All the way. We're looking. We're still going. If you bought it at 59. And you held on to it that whole time. It took you until 2016 to get back. To that. Yeah. About July. So it took you 16 years to get back to it. Does that mean you don't hold on to it? Mm, I mean, again, if you're holding on to this and you've got reasons to hold on to it, you could probably use that capital to make money somewhere else. You're getting paid a dividend. Um, You have to identify the ones that you want long term. This is what could happen to Apple. None of us are fortune tellers. So we don't know where Apple's going to go. But this could happen to Apple, where Microsoft was so dominant in 2000 with their operating system, uh, with Microsoft Word and Excel and PowerPoint. They were so dominant, and yet they couldn't figure out how to make money and make Wall Street believe in them because they had a failed phone. Um, They had a failed – they had just had so many failed services that they had tried to do, and Wall Street wasn't valuing them then when Sasha Nadella comes in and the cloud starts taking off, look at that rise. And we're having a button hook here. And this is a mo- uh, monthly chart. So you're having a button hook. It's taking a break. I mean, it's clear uh, to me that Microsoft is a great company. Uh, I think it went up to 300 at its highs, Yeah, 335, 350. Uh, and that was just December of last year. But look at that slide in the RSI. Look at that MACD kind of come down. It's clear this one was way oversold. And and now it's just coming down to reality. Uh, it hasn't changed the business fundamentals. Uh, they're still growing at, at the same pace, if not more. So understand what you're buying. Understand where you're going. And get into that trade. Um, so hopefully this explains everything. I am uh, off to work. Uh, I will talk to you guys on Monday. Take care. Uh, For those of you who want to, again, check out the live broadcast for the uh, YouTube exclusive of that My First Millions, how to become a millionaire kind of story. Um, And if you want to tune in, I mean, the best place to actually watch it would be My First Millions if you listen to that uh, podcast. But if you want to know the story, it's called Sarah's List. Um, You can probably Google it and find some type of reference to it or which episode it was. It's a great, great episode. Um, I really liked it. And those guys are great. Uh, If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, I am promising to start the newsletter at some point in time uh, where I send out these charts to you guys every day with some annotations and things like that. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Have a great weekend, everybody. And let's just hope we have some type of rally this afternoon. I'm still seeing everything down. Google's under 100. Google is officially under 100. Load up. God, what is their PE? Let's see. G-O-O-G. And I do this all the time. I kind of get distracted. This is what ADD actually looks like in real life. They're 30% down year-to-date. Their PE is 19. Forward PE is 17. This is a huge growth company, which has just come down into value territory. Because remember, I told you, the S&P traditionally trades at about 17, 18 times. Wow. So you're not getting the dividend, so you have to make your money. And again, remember that Microsoft chart. Could Google be this guy in 2000 and just kind of flounder around here? But identify your trades. It's your money. Make sure you're spending it wisely. Make sure you're making money with your money. Um, make sure you manage it. And if you don't want to manage it, VOO. Vanguard's overall a stock market, uh, they're low cost. Just go into Vanguard. And you'll, you'll do fine. A- again, I think we're heading into a recession uh, if we're not already in one. And this is just one of these downturns that happens. Um, you can't time the market. It's time to buy. Remember uh, Warren Buffett's, uh, be greedy when others are fearful. Be fearful when others are greedy. For the last couple of years, people have been greedy. So it's your time to be, and now they're fearful. It's your time to be greedy. Take care, everybody. See you.